0: Hi, Mr. Hennett. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Can you hear me? I can. I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, guys, just a um a refresher. This is Vernita, your host of Breaking the Silence and the founder of Breaking the Silence. We have Mr. Hennett to interview tonight with us to bring awareness and educate you on what child abuse and domestic violence is. Mr. Hennett, can you introduce yourself to our guest?
1: Yes, I am C. Dwayne Hennett, and I am the author of The Ripple Effect, The Lasting Effects of Domestic Violence. I am an advocate and a a published author. Um, This is my first book, um, The Ripple
0: Effect, The Lasting Effects of Domestic Violence. All right. Awesome job. Thank you so much for introducing yourself. So, let me ask you just a few questions, and then we'll get right into our interview. So can you tell us, can you tell our audience what domestic violence is?
1: Yeah, uh, domestic violence, what I consider domestic violence is a pattern of, of abuse, um, but not just uh, physical abuse, but it's also mental abuse, um, psychological abuse, emotional abuse, as well as verbal abuse. Um, it's usually... Um, Uh, Followed by intimidation, stalking, possessiveness, rage um, and um, uh, physical abuse.
0: Right. So also, while we're on that topic, can you give us like what child abuse is?
1: Child abuse is uh, also uh, also they fall along the same lines as domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. The step is different because it's in the viewpoint of the child. So you still have the uh, physical abuse, you still have the emotional abuse, and the mental abuse, and the verbal abuse.
0: Right, and child abuse can cause some serious harm, just like domestic violence, to to a person that's um, going through it. So, my question to you. Could you explain to us how um, well, I pretty much just answered it, but in your terms, how domestic violence and child um, child abuse goes hand in hand? Well,
1: because you see you, you see the same um, you, you see the same tactics that the, an abuser will use on, you know, the abuse. Um, also, when the, except it's, a, except it's coming from, like I said, the child standpoint or viewpoint, um, you'll see tactics like um the physical abuse, the verbal abuse, the put downs, um, the emotional abuse, um, um, as well. Um, so you'll see those um, go hand in hand along with it. Um, and then you also notice that uh, with child abuse and domestic violence, you the children are usually just a pawn. They're just an, uh, in a way that you can that the abuser will use to get at the abused. Right. Um, yeah they use they use the children as a way to keep in contact or to stay engaged
0: um with the abused right so could you tell our viewers how domestic violence affect a child
1: yes definitely um so uh, you have you have two Depending on what kind of ch- child you have, male or female, so there's you know two different ways that it can affect the child. Um, a child of a, a, a in a domestic violence relationship, uh, they only see chaos. They see chaos going on between the two parents. Um, and like I said, right. it, the, the child is is usually a pawn in you know the abused life, um, something to keep engaged um, for um, the female child in it. Um, She views her father as the standard. That's her first real um, relationship as far as a male comes in the point of view. So she sees the interaction between her mother and her father, and she uses that as a gauge for her relationship. Now, she sees her mother being abused and, you know, you know, being abused in a relationship. That's the kind of relationship that she's going to seek out. That's the kind of relationship that she's going to, you know, want to engage with herself. Um, within domestic violence, like I said, you get to have so many other hot conversations that you can have. Um, so as far as the, as far as the female, um, you may see, you know, stuff like, you know, if if that's her relationship, you may see her get involved with guys that are similar to her father. Right. So that'll be that kind of abusive, unhealthy, toxic relationship. Um. You may see her, you know, um, get involved with guys who, you know, just aren't nice to her, just aren't nice to her. That also leads to, like I said, leads to other conversation that we can have. And, you know, we leave that conversation is, you know, stuff like high increases and, you know, teen pregnancy, right. Teen pregnancy, suicide, low, Mm -hmm. low graduation, you know, rate, um, you see, st- you see stuff Low like self-esteem. that involved involved in that part of it.
0: Low self esteem. Low self esteem. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and just saying yes to anybody who comes by, and just say say something nice to her. You know, um, usually they will say nice things just to get easy access.
1: Right, because in a in a in a domestic violence relationship, a child is in of uh, that's within a domestic violence relationship. They are starved for attention. Right, so the right. attention the attention that they seek out is the bad uh, attention,
0: right. So what would you say to a parent um that's in a domestic violence situation and they have children? Maybe it's the mom that wants out, or maybe it's the dad that wants out for the safety of the children? What would you say to them?
1: Of the, of the, uh, the, the parent that's involved in it. Yes. Um, I would tell them to get out for the sake of your children, for this, for your, for your health's sake and for the sake of your children. Um, I, I, I hate to say this, but sometimes when it becomes, when you're within a, um, domestic violence relationship, sometimes the children become products of their environment. So not only do they seek out that kind of relationship, but they also engage in that kind of relationship. So from the male standpoint, you have, you have a high rate of, you know, because they see that type of relationship, of them emulating that type of relationship in their relationship, them becoming abusers themselves. Mm. Or you also see things like in my, in my book, I talk about there is a, um, uh, A theory, one of the theories that I put in there is is called a savior complex. Savior complex is someone that seeks out a relationship just to save someone. They may seek out they may seek out another woman that's just like their mom that's 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 been abused or that was in an abusive relationship and seek out to save them. So within that within that relationship, that relationship, you know, it repeats itself.
0: So, exactly.
1: So, you know, there's a generational curse along with it. Not only a generational I, curse, but that person is going to keep that person that's, that was in an abused relationship that your son might be involved with is going to go back. Mm-hmm. She's, right. she's going to eventually go back to her abuser. And that leaves your son, the male in the relationship out. That means they put him that puts him back in that relationship over and over and
0: over again. Right. And I'm glad you brought up generational curses. Like, so for me, I know I didn't break the generational curse until I started advocating. And the reason being, because I didn't want any other children to go through what my daughters went through. And I didn't want my daughters to go through what I went through. So a lot of times when things are happening, we don't talk to our children we just assume or you know and and let's just be honest in the black community we have this thing what goes on in my household stays in my household right so that is like how can i almost want to say that's like a demonic saying because your children can actually save your life if they're able to say something but if you drill that in your child what happens when that one time that they could have said something could have saved your life, you know? Right. So, so my question to you, because you are male and you advocate, you know, for um, domestic violence. So my question to you, have you ever been in a domestic violence situation?
1: Um, I myself have never been in a domestic violence relationship. I come from a two parent family. Uh, Both of my parents were married for 30 some odd years. Um, so I never saw any fighting. I never saw any uh, fussing. I never saw any abuse that went on. Um, I have, uh, three older sisters, um, two of them married. Um, I never saw any fighting or any abuse going on in their relationships. Um, and, but I, I, like I said, I, I, just because I never saw it, um, Doesn't mean I I wasn't experienced to it. Um, I don't like to tell people, uh, you know, this because they look at me kind of funny or they, you know, give me a side (laughs) eye about it. But I've been I've been married four times. Um, And every every one of those marriages that I've been, they they've had abuse previously in that relationship. And I can tell you that the downfall of the three of those relationships were because of, of abuse, not from me, but from previously
0: prior mm-hmm. so it kind of lingers over until they actually deal with it well i mean it does
1: i mean when i say a toxic relationship it is truly a toxic relationship because it poisons mm-hmm. every other relationship that you have Yeah, and it, it it creates it cr- creates you know trust and the reason why i got into this is because 90 percent of abusers look like me right now, I, I told you i had three sisters i also have three daughters I couldn't see me, you know, in a world where I didn't, you know, educate and bring awareness to something that's going on in our community. You know, especially with, you know, my daughters. I couldn't see them being in a, a domestic violence relationship. I, can't, I couldn't see them, you know, going through some of the things that I read about in the cases that I got for my, my task force. I couldn't see them, you know, come to me, you know, telling, telling me that their, you know, boyfriend
0: or husband was abusing them. So. Right. What am I to do? And you like just really you just really hit on my next question, because my next question was gonna, I was going to ask you was what struck you to um, become more active in the community when it came to domestic violence?
1: Well, that that is that is one of the reasons why I, uh, I became more active in the community, because like I said, I have three daughters. Uh, having a daughter changes your life. (laughs) It does. I tell you, you it changes your your whole perspective as a man, as a man and just looking at everything because you you look at everything in the community as, you know, something that could affect, you know, your child. So I'm a father. I'm a father of uh, three daughters and two boys. Now, I have my boys Um, in check. I have them on you know, on the same kind of, you know, mindset that I am, protector and provider.
0: Awesome.
1: But, you know, here's my daughters that I have to protect. Right. So I see everything, I see everything as as a threat. I mean, the grocery man, (laughs) I mean, the mailman, I mean, everything is just like, who's this? OK, I need your background. I need I need to know more about you as a person. Exactly. So it's just like you. Like I said, 90 percent of, you know, pe- people that look like me are abusers. So I couldn't have that at high rate and not make my girls aware of the potential danger.
0: So let me ask you this. Do you talk to your daughters about um, about what abusers seek, you know, to try to educate them and make them aware?
1: Oh, in my book. In my book, I have two chapters. Uh I have two chapters dedicated to that. I have a chapter, uh, two chapters dedicated to narcissists and techniques that uh uh they use. Um I, right. I uh I took when I started writing my book, my daughters were aware of me writing it. Um my book launched, my daughters were there. So they heard, you know, me talking about domestic violence and they heard, you know, one of my best friends' story. Um her story is that uh, one before I even had um, this book written, I used to do, I did a, uh, uh, a speaking engagement at the first annual the Best of violence task force uh, conference. That night that, night okay. that I was uh, uh, writing my speech, she usually proofreads my speech and reads it to me, tell me what's everything that's wrong with it. That night that I was writing that speech, she called me uh, in a uh, state of panic. Because her boyfriend was abusing her. Mm. She lived in a, she lived in Wilson, and I stayed here in Durham. I asked, I drove. I had to drive almost an hour, about an hour, to help her. Right. And then the next morning, I have to, I had to give a speech about domestic violence. She. So they heard they heard her give her 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 story how that, you know, domestic violence affected her, not just that night, but also when she was earlier, when she was in college, how she dated a man, the man abused her for about five years, you know, took her money, took her car, never paid any child support, never did anything for a child, you know, just, just a miserable kind of person.
0: Wow. So it's awesome, and I say to anyone, um, make your children aware of what is out in the community, and a lot of times we don't want to tell our children, but it's best that we sit down and talk to our children, because the streets is not going to give it to them real. They're going to paint this picture and make it picture perfect, but as parents, if we actually sit down and talk to them, make them aware so they can know the signs, you know, they don't fall for the manipulation. Right. And as a,
1: as a parent, you want to make sure that your child has the best exposure We'll make sure that they're exposed to the right things, the best things. And I know as parents, we can't do, you know, create a perfect life for them, but we do want to make them aware of, you know, danger, you know, in my book, I talk about, you know, back in the day, we used to, we used to have the saying, strange danger. That was for, you know, pedophiles. Right. But, an abuser is a, is a predator. It is. He's, he's a predator. He's he's gonna prey on you know, you know, not just vulnerable women, um, not just people just in bad situations. He's gonna find you know he's sometimes they're gonna pick the person that's in the best situation, and just prey on your and prey mm-hmm. on your insecurities and your self esteem.
0: Exactly because a predator is a manipulator they have watched you and studied you up and down they probably know you a little better than you know yourself because they're always watching you right and they got to find a way to get you know to get in those areas that you don't have that wall built up on
1: right if you don't have if you don't have a good foundation and sometimes sometimes a good foundation just isn't enough but sometimes if you're not if you don't have a good foundation like like I said, my parents. I ca- I came from a two parent family, you know, and my sisters. You know, like I said, I had I had you know, uh, uh good good ex- examples of relationships from my parents and my sisters. So it you know for me it was just like I had that good foundation, but for someone else that has yeah. you know someone else that's a child of abuse that's seen a domestic violence relationship. They're just they're easy. I'm not going to say easy prey, but they're just prey.
0: Exactly. So let me ask you this, because I know you have referenced your book several times and we know that you are author. And I am so like, I just need you to tell the people again. What is the name of your book?
1: It is called uh, the name of my book is called the, The Ripple Effect, The Lasting Effects of Domestic Violence.
0: Okay, and how can they purchase your book? Um, you can go on Amazon,
1: um, and purchase it there. Um, you can go through my website, um, C. Dwayne Hennett. Um, you can find me on Facebook at C. Dwayne Hennett Facebook, and you can also find me on Instagram too as well. Um,
0: Awesome, awesome. We want to thank you so much for taking the time to express and educate on domestic violence. Um, child abuse and you know just making our people aware of what to look for and we just thank you thank you thank you sorry we had such technical difficulties but hey we still able to get the word to the people so is there anything that you want to say to our viewers I do I do I
1: do I want to say thank you guys for you know making this happen I really do appreciate it Um, I'll see you um, in October um, at your event. Yeah. And for anyone else, yeah. um, I also do other workshops. Um, I have uh because of the coronavirus, um, I, I had a workshop that was for homelessness and domestic violence, uh the two that linked each other. Um, because there is a there is a correlation between homelessness and domestic violence through financial abuse. It is. Um, so I do workshops as well. Um, I have several other workshops in the works, too. I have a faith based um, workshop um, because that's that's something that's not talked about in the church. um, Domestic violence. Um, I have a uh, um, an event coming up in um, August the 15th. It's a back to school um, event. um, But we also talk about domestic violence, too, in that, too, as well um and you can just book me um or see me on regular speaking engagements as well if you want to get in contact with me you can reach me on my um facebook my website or my instagram um i always you know i'm very you know humble to talk about domestic violence because me being an advocate um, i see it's needed in our community and i want to make a change i want to make a change Mm -hmm. in our community and i think we all need to be the change that we can see
0: Yes. Awesome. 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 Again, guys, this is um, Bernita Howard. My guest tonight was C. Dwayne Hennett. You guys go out and purchase his book. Well, you don't even have to leave. It will be a great book during this time, during the pandemic. All you have to do is click on Amazon and order the book. You can also go to his website. And we thank you so much, Mr. Hennett, for joining us tonight. And for you, you and you, once you listen to this, stay tuned, listen, share, be educated, mindful, and aware. Thank you so much for joining us. You guys be blessed. Bye bye. Hi, this is Live and Vibes with your host, Bernita Howard, the founder of Breaking the Silence on Domestic Violence. We come to educate you, bring awareness on different forms of abuse physical, psychological, emotional, financial, spiritual, sexual, teen dating awareness, substance use, and domestic violence. Stay tuned, listen, share, be educated, mindful, and aware. Thank you for joining in. Follow us on Facebook, Breaking the Silence on Domestic Violence Inc., Instagram at BTSDV, or right here on our Live and Vibes podcast. Hi, this is your host, Bernita Howard of Live Advice, the founder of Breaking the Silence. I come to you today to bring your awareness and educate you. I came to educate you on love shouldn't hurt. Domestic violence is real and it affects people in many different forms. It affects them physically, psychologically, financially, spiritual, emotional, and sexual. So let's get right down to it. Have you ever heard the terms, I love you, or, but he loves me, but I love him, but she loves me, and I love her? Well, oftentimes, from um, women and men who have been victims of domestic violence, in these cases, love has become a twisted part of the game. This is how your abuser gets power and control over you. What? Yeah, it really do. See, in a healthy relationship there's trust, honesty, compassion, forgiveness, respect and communication. But when you have someone who wants to take control over you, um and this is your intimate partner and they don't trust you, they got to know your every move. They they got to know um you know, who you around and they dictate who you could be around, when you could be around and where you can go and where you cannot go. Is that love? No, it's not. That's called power and control. See, oftentimes you will find in an abusive relationship, there is um, no respect or they don't value your emotions. They don't value your physical health. They don't value you, Period. What do you mean they don't value my physical help? Meaning, if you upset them, they may hit you. Um, hitting, kicking, spitting, slapping, that's physical abuse. Those, um, when you're assaulted by your intimate partner, you can press charges and they can be charged with domestic violence, okay? So, what happens if, you not my boo, we never been intimate and we fight, okay? I could be um charged with assault depending on the nature of it, but it's a difference when you have been intimate with someone, it becomes domestic violence. Did you know that 80% of domestic violence come from one person in the relationship and 20% from both people in the relationship? Hmm. How is that healthy? How can he or she express love, you know, to me? Um, because again, remember this episode is called love shouldn't hurt. If a person hit you, if they spit on you, if they talk down to you, if they make you feel dumb and stupid, if they make you feel like every time they explode, it's your fault, baby, you're in an abusive relationship. That ain't love. So, um, if, Your abuser have to do different things just to control you. Like, okay, so what things am I talking about? So they control you sexually. They give you privileges. Um, then they buy you gifts after they have abused you. That's called the honeymoon period. But let me tell you, baby, that's not love. That's just the honeymoon period to get you back into them to make it worse again. I promise you, that's how it works. Um, Then your abuser, now we got technology. So now they have to monitor your calls, monitor your texts, your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, voicemail. Then they intimidate you. They make you feel like you're dumb. But let me tell you, even though you say, okay, boo, this is over with. I'm done. I love you, but I love me enough. Don't think that that stops the abuse because it don't. Sometimes after you said enough is enough is when the stalking and the other harassment, the threats, you know, who, who around you, um, I'm watching your every move, baby. Not only are they watching you physically, but if they're taking the internet and using technology to watch you, baby, that's not love. (laughs) That's not even funny. That right there is red flags to make you say, hey. I need to be aware of my surroundings. Love shouldn't hurt. See, when they're taking you through, don't think that it's love and don't think that you can fix them. A person cannot be fixed unless they want to be fixed. There's a saying, a man can't be kept unless he want to be kept. Your abuser will not change. Unless he or she wants to be changed. So don't get it twisted. See, most uh, most people just settle for anything because they've been looking for attention for a long time. But the true definition of love, see, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy nor boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of your wrong. See, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, trusts, hopes, and perseveres. That's what love is. If they cannot trust you, if they have to keep um, a location on you, if they have to put electronic devices to hear who you're talking to, to monitor your every move, Think about it, baby. You're in an abusive relationship. See, if you're in an abusive relationship, don't be shamed. Don't feel guilt. Love you enough to say that love shouldn't hurt. Love you enough to say, I see the signs. Don't try to fix the signs and don't think that you can change an abuser because you can't. remember. An abuser can only change if he or she wants to change. Notice I did say she, because not all abusers are men. Oh, right? No. Some are women as well. See, if you've dealt with past trauma in your life or struggle growing up in an abusive relationship or neglectful home or, you know, where your parents were fighting and Different things like that. We talked about that on the show the other day. How most of the time you monitor those behaviors and think that's love. Baby, that's not love. Seek you a man that can love you. Um, men seek you a woman that can love you for who you are. Um, be happy. Someone who loves you. You deserve happiness. You deserve love. And if They cannot treat you with respect and honor you. They do not love you. That is not love. Hmm. So, I said that to say this today. You know, we're always trying to bring awareness to you. So, the key thing is, how do you know if a person truly loves you? How do you know the signs of domestic violence? So, Let me tell you the signs of domestic violence again. A person who do not trust you. A person who cannot forgive you if you wrong, but they intimidate you. A person that has no respect for you. A person that don't even know how to communicate with you. Do not let anyone devalue you. Do not let anyone disrespect you. And do not let anyone tell you their actions is your fault. A person who takes control sexually, a person who buys you gifts, buying your affection, trust, and making you big promises are red flags. When they constantly repeat the same things, when it goes from, their attitude goes from an explosion to a calmness, To tension, it is flags there. Always know that no matter, somebody else's actions is never your fault. Their actions are actions of their own, so it is their fault. Okay? Don't be deceived. Don't get caught up with the gifts. Don't allow anyone to have full control. If, If someone has power and control over your every move, no matter whether it's social media, no matter if it's on the phone, just your whereabouts, if they can't trust you, you don't need them. If they're making threats, if you leave me, I'm going to do this. If you leave me, I'm going to do that. Pay attention. But that's a form of power and control. If they take over If you're a Christian and they try to make you serve their God and um, you can't pick and choose who you serve, um, you have to pick church or them. That's a form of abuse, baby. Step back. Don't allow it. If they take over your emotional and your, your verbal and if they emotionally abuse you, it can do something to you, not just emotionally, but psychologically. Don't allow anyone to take that much control over you. Remember, love shouldn't hurt. I'm gonna pause right here and say that we're we're asking you to share our podcast, help us build our listeners. Remember, the more that knows, the more we educate. Um, so support is necessary. We need the support. Remember, listen, share, help Help us make everyone aware. And again, let's get back to our topic, love shouldn't hurt. How many of you have just fallen head over heels for someone and um, you realize that person is a complete different person than what you met a few months ago? It is so interesting to know that a lot of times we feel like we can change the person we met. Yeah, I said that a lot of times we feel like we can change the person we met. Remember in the beginning of this episode, I told you that um, we can't change anyone. A person can only change if they want to be changed. Well, that's the truth. And and let me tell you something. You deserve a healthy relationship. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to be cared for. But I say to you again, make sure you pay attention to the person that you want to love, because if they can't love you back, you don't need them. And if you have to constantly ask, um, Why don't he just change? um, Why do you, you know, why don't he just change his number? Why he's making you change your number, this, that, and the other. Those are signs. Pay attention to the signs, guys. Pay attention to the signs. Um, Domestic violence is really real. And if you're with someone who has manipulative behaviors, Again, I can't emphasize this enough. Someone who, um, have threatened eggs, you know, they, you, they, they perpetrate to gain power and control over you, your family. Um, those are signs pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. And a lot of times, you know, um, power and control resides at the core of domestic violence. The makeup of an abusive relationship can often be hidden by a range of dynamic actions taken by a betterer against the abuse. Listen, even though I tell you all the time and this episode is love shouldn't hurt. When a person comes to you and tell you they're going through, don't be judgmental. Listen, they hear it enough at home. And if they found you and came to you to talk to you, they love you enough and respect you enough to tell you what's going on. Be a listening ear, not a running mouth. But that's my episode today of Love Shouldn't Hurt. Again, if you are in an unsafe um, environment, develop you a safety plan. I just want to give you a few facts, one and four um Four women will be victims of severe violence by an intimate partner. 96% 96 of women um, experience problems at work due to abuse. And one in five men experience abuse. So guys, pay attention. If it starts, get away out, get out of it. Um, domestic violence is not a private matter. Um, matter. It is a matter to take, to take very serious. But let me tell you some warning signs. Some warning signs. Um, to how to respond to threats is physical. Um, injuries that you can see. All will not be visible. But if you notice a person wearing long sleeves and it's hot outside, those are some signs. Pay attention to the people that surround you, but remember, you be the one to show them love even when they're not getting it at home. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Love Shouldn't Hurt. Stay tuned, listen, share, be educated, mindful, and aware. Thank you for listening today. Follow us on Facebook at Breaking the Silence on Domestic Violence, Inc., on Instagram at BTSDV, and right here on our Live and Vibe podcast. Hi, this is your host, Bernita Howard of Live Advice, the founder of Breaking the Silence. I come to you today to bring your awareness and educate you. I came to educate you on love shouldn't hurt. Domestic violence is real and it affects people in many different forms. It affects them physically, psychologically, financially, spiritual, emotional, and sexual. So let's get right down to it. Have you ever heard the terms, I love you or, but he loves me, but I love him, but she loves me and I love her. Well, oftentimes from um, women and men who have been victims of domestic violence, in these cases, love has become a twisted part of the game. This is how your abuser gets power and control over you. What? yeah it really do see in a healthy relationship there's trust honesty compassion forgiveness respect and communication but when you have someone who wants to take control over you um and this is your intimate partner and they don't trust you they gotta know your every move they they gotta know um you know, who you around and they dictate who you could be around, when you could be around and where you can go and where you cannot go. Is that love? No, it's not. That's called power and control. See, oftentimes you will find in an abusive relationship, there is um, no respect or they don't value your emotions. They don't value your physical health. They don't value you, period. What do you mean they don't value my physical help? Meaning, if you upset them, they may hit you. Um, hitting, kicking, spitting, slapping, that's physical abuse. Those, um, when you're assaulted by your intimate partner, you can press charges, and they can be charged with domestic violence, okay? So, what happens if, you not my boo, we never been intimate, and we fight, okay? I could be um, charged with assault, depending on the nature of it. But it's a difference when you have been intimate with someone. It becomes domestic violence. Did you know that 80% of domestic violence come from one person in the relationship and 20% from both people in the relationship? Hmm. How is that healthy? How can he or she express love, you know, to me? Um, because again, remember this episode is called love shouldn't hurt. If a person hit you, if they spit on you, if they talk down to you, if they make you feel dumb and stupid, if they make you feel like every time they explode, it's your fault, baby, you're in an abusive relationship. That ain't love. So, um, if, your abuser have to do different things just to control you. Like, okay, so what things am I talking about? So, they control you sexually. They give you privileges. Um, then they buy you gifts after they have abused you. That's called the honeymoon period. But let me tell you, baby, that's not love. That's just a honeymoon period to get you back into them to make it worse again. I promise you, that's how it works. Um... Then your abuser, now we got technology. So now they have to monitor your calls, monitor your texts, your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, voicemail. Then they intimidate you. They make you feel like you're dumb. But let me tell you, even though you say, okay, boo, this is over with. I'm done. I love you, but I love me enough. Don't think that that stops the abuse because it don't. Sometimes after you say enough is enough is when the stalking and the other harassment, the threats, you know, who, who around you, um, I'm watching your every move, baby. Not only are they watching you physically, but if they're taking the internet and using technology to watch you, baby, that's not love. (laughs) That's not even funny. That right there is red flags to make you say, Hey, I need to be aware of my surroundings. Love shouldn't hurt. See, when they're taking you through, don't think that it's love and don't think that you can fix them. A person cannot be fixed unless they want to be fixed. There's a saying, a man can't be kept unless he want to be kept. Your abuser will not change. Unless he or she wants to be changed. So don't get it twisted. See, most of, most people just settle for anything because they've been looking for attention for a long time. But the true definition of love, see, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy nor boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of your wrong. See, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, trusts, hopes, and perseveres. That's what love is. If they cannot trust you, if they have to keep um, a location on you, if they have to put electronic devices to hear who you're talking to, to monitor your every move, Think about it, baby. You're in an abusive relationship. See, if you're in an abusive relationship, don't be shamed. Don't feel guilt. Love you enough to say that love shouldn't hurt. Love you enough to say, I see the signs. Don't try to fix the signs and don't think that you can change an abuser because you can't. Remember, an abuser can only change if he or she wants to change. Notice I did say she because not all abusers are men. Oh, right. No. Some are women as well. Whoo. See, if you've dealt with past trauma in your life or struggle growing up in an abusive relationship or neglectful home or, you know, where your parents were fighting and different things like that. We talked about that on the show the other day, how most of the time you monitor those behaviors and think that's love. Baby, that's not love. Seek you a man that can love you. Um, Men, seek you a woman that can love you for who you are. Um, be happy. Someone who loves you, you deserve happiness. You deserve love. And if they cannot treat you with respect and honor you, they do not love you. That is not love. Hmm. So I said that to say this today, you know, we're always trying to bring awareness to you. So the key thing is, How do you know if a person truly loves you? How do you know the signs of domestic violence? So let me tell you the signs of domestic violence again. A person who do not trust you. A person who cannot forgive you if you wrong, but they intimidate you. A person that has no respect for you. A person that don't even know how to communicate with you. Do not let anyone devalue you. Do not let anyone disrespect you. And do not let anyone tell you their actions is your fault. A person who takes control sexually. A person who buys you gifts, buying your affection, trust, and making you big promises. Are red flags, when they constantly repeat the same things, when it goes from their attitude goes from an explosion to a calmness to tension, it is flags there. <clears throat> Always know that no matter somebody else's actions is never your fault. Their actions are actions of their own. So it is their fault. Okay. Don't be deceived. Don't get caught up with the gifts. Don't allow anyone to have full control. If if someone has power and control over your every move, no matter whether it's social media, no matter if it's on the phone, just your whereabouts, if they can't trust you, you don't need them. If they're making threats, if you leave me, I'm going to do this. If you leave me, I'm going to do that. Pay attention. But that's a form of power and control. If they take over, if you're a Christian and they try to make you serve their God and um, you can't pick and choose who you serve, um, you have to pick church or them. That's a form of abuse, baby. Step back. Don't allow it. If they take over your emotional and your your verbal and if they emotionally abuse you, it can do something to you, not just emotionally, but psychologically. Don't allow anyone to take that much control over you. Remember, love shouldn't hurt. I'm going to pause right here and say, that we're, we're asking you to share our podcast, help us build our listeners. Remember, the more that knows, the more we educate. Um, so support is necessary. We need the support. Remember, listen, share, help, help us make everyone aware. And again, let's get back to our topic. Love shouldn't hurt. How many of you have just fallen head over heels for someone and um, you realize that person is a complete different person than what you met a few months ago. It is so interesting to know that a lot of times we feel like we can change the person we met. Yeah, I said that. A lot of times we feel like we can change the person we met. Remember in the beginning of this episode, I told you that um, we can't change anyone. A person can only change if they want to be changed. Well, that's the truth. And and let me tell you something you deserve a healthy relationship. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to be cared for. But I say to you again, Make sure you pay attention to the person that you want to love because if they can't love you back, you don't need them. And if you have to constantly ask, um, why don't he just change? Um, why do you, you know, why don't he just change his number? Why he's making you change your number, this, that, and the other. Those are signs. Pay attention to the signs, guys. Pay attention to the signs. Um, Domestic violence is really real. And if you're with someone who has manipulative behaviors, again, I can't emphasize this enough. Someone who um, have threatened eggs, you know, they they, they perpetrate to gain power and control over you, your family. Um, Those are signs. Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. And a lot of times, you know, um, power and control resides at the core of domestic violence. The makeup of an abusive relationship can often be hidden by a range of dynamic actions taken by a betterer against the abuse. Listen, even though I tell you all the time and this episode is love shouldn't hurt. When a person comes to you and tell you they're going through, don't be judgmental. Listen. They hear it enough at home. And if they found you and came to you to talk to you, they love you enough and respect you enough to tell you what's going on. Be a listening ear, not a running mouth. But that's my episode today of Love Shouldn't Hurt. Again, if you are in an unsafe um, environment, develop you a safety plan. I just want to give you a few facts. One in four um, four women will be victims of severe violence by an intimate partner. 96% of women um, experience problems at work due to abuse. And one in five men experience abuse. So guys, pay attention. If it start, get away out. Get out of it. Um, domestic violence is not a private manner um, matter. It is a matter to take to take very serious. But let me tell you some warning signs. Some warning signs um, to how to respond to threats is physical um, injuries that you can see. All will not be visible, but if you notice a person wearing long sleeves and it's hot outside, those are some signs. Pay attention to the people that surround you, but remember, you be the one to show them love, even when they're not getting it at home. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Love Shouldn't Hurt. Stay tuned, listen, share, be educated, mindful, and aware. Thank you for listening today. Follow us on Facebook at Breaking the Silence on Domestic Violence, Inc on instagram at btsdv and right here on our live and vibe podcast hi mr hannah how are you i'm doing great how are you can you hear me i can i can hear you loud and clear okay guys just um a refresher this is bernita your host of Breaking the Silence and the founder of Breaking the Silence, we have Mr. Hennett to interview tonight with us to bring awareness and educate you on what child abuse and domestic violence is. Mr. Hennett, can you introduce yourself to our guest?
1: Yes, I am C. Dwayne Hennett, and I am the author of The Ripple Effect, The Lasting Effects of Domestic Violence. I am an advocate and a a published author. Um, This is my first book, Um, the ripple effect the lasting effects of domestic violence
0: all right awesome job thank you so much for introducing yourself so let me ask you just a few questions and then we'll get right into our interview so can you tell us can you tell our audience what domestic violence is
1: yeah, uh domestic violence what I consider domestic violence is a pattern of, of abuse. Um, well not just uh physical abuse, but it's also mental abuse, um psychological abuse, emotional abuse as well as verbal abuse. Um it's usually um uh followed by intimidation, stalking, possessiveness, r- rage, um and um uh physical abuse.
0: Right. <clears throat> so, also, while we're on that topic, can you give us, like, what child abuse is?
1: Well, child abuse is uh, also, uh, also they fall along the same lines as domestic abuse, mm-hmm. except is uh, different because it's in the viewpoint of the child. So, the, you still have the uh, physical abuse, you still have the emotional abuse and the
0: mental abuse and the verbal abuse. Right. And child abuse can cause some serious harm, just like domestic violence. To to a person that's um, going through it. So my question to you, could you explain to us how um, well, I pretty much just answered it. But in your terms, how domestic violence and child um, child abuse goes hand in hand.
1: Well, because you see you, you see the same. Um... You, you see the same tactics that the, an abuser will use on, you know, the abuse. Um, also when the, except it's a, except it's coming from, like I said, the child standpoint or viewpoint, um, you'll see tactics like, um, the physical abuse, the verbal abuse, the put downs, um, the emotional abuse, um, um, as well. Um, so you'll see those, um, go hand in hand along with it. Um, and then you also notice that uh, with child abuse and domestic violence, you, the children are usually just a pawn. They're just in, uh, in a way that you can that the abuser will use to get at the abused. Um, right. They use, they use the children as a way to keep in contact or to stay engaged um, with the abused.
0: Right. So could you tell our viewers how domestic violence affects a child? Yes,
1: definitely. Um, So uh, you have, you have two, depending on what kind of child you have, male or female. So there's, you know, two different ways that it can affect the child. Um, A child of uh, a, in a domestic violence relationship, uh, they only see chaos. They see chaos going on between the two parents. Um like I said, right. the the child is is usually a pawn in you know the abused life, um, something to keep engaged um for um the female child in it. Um she views her father as the standard. That's her first real um relationship as far as a male comes in the point of view. So she sees the interaction between her mother and her father, and she uses that as a gauge for her relationship. Now she sees her mother being abused and you know you know being abused in a relationship that's the kind of relationship that she's going to seek out that's the kind of relationship that she's going to you know want to engage with herself um within domestic violence like i said you get to have so many other hot conversations that you can have um so as far as the as far as the female um you may see you know stuff like you know if that's her relationship, you may see her get involved with guys that are similar to her father. Right. So that'll be that kind of abusive, unhealthy, toxic relationship. Um, you may see her, you know, um, get involved with guys who, you know, just aren't nice to her. Just aren't nice to her. Right. That also leads to, like I said, leads to other conversation that we can have. And, you know, we lead, that conversation is you know stuff like high increases in you know teen pregnancy right teen pregnancy suicide low mm-hmm. low graduation you know rate um you see st- you see stuff low. like that involved involved in that part of it
0: low self esteem low self esteem um, mm-hmm. yeah and just saying yes to anybody who comes by and just say say something nice to her you know um Usually they will say nice things just to get easy access,
1: right? Because in a, in a, in a domestic violence relationship, a child is in a, uh, that's within a domestic violence relationship, they're starved for attention. Right. So the right. attention, the attention that they seek out is the bad uh attention.
0: Right. So what would you say to a parent? Um, that's in a domestic violence situation, and they have children. Maybe it's the mom that wants out, or maybe it's the dad that wants out for the safety of the children. What would you say to them?
1: Of the of the uh, the the parent that's involved in it? Yes, um, I would tell them to get out for the sake of your children, for this for your for your health' sake and for the sake of your children. Um I I I hate to say this but sometimes when it becomes when you're within a um domestic violence relationship, sometimes the children become products of their environment.
0: True. So
1: not only do they seek out that kind of relationship, but they also engage in that kind of relationship. So from the male standpoint, you have you have a high rate of, you know, because they see that type of relationship of them emulating that type of relationship in their relationship, them becoming abusers themselves. Mm. Or you also see things like in my, in my book, I talk about, there is a, um, uh, a theory. One of the theories that I put in there is, is called a savior complex. Savior complex is someone that seeks out a relationship just to save someone. They may seek out, they may seek out another woman. That's just like their mom. That's, that's, that's been abused or that was in an abusive relationship and seek out to save them. So wow. within that, within that relationship, that relationship, you know, it repeats itself.
0: Exactly.
1: So, so you know, there's a generational curse along with it. Not only a generational I, curse, but that person is going to keep that person. That's that was in that abused relationship that your son might be involved with. is going to go back. Mm-hmm. She's, right. she's going to eventually go back to her abuser. And that leaves your son, the male in their relationship out. that means they put him that puts him back in their
0: relationship over and over and over again right and I'm glad you brought up generational curses like so <clears throat> for me, I know I didn't break the generational curse until I started advocating and the reason being because I didn't want any other children. go through what my daughters went through and I didn't want my daughters to go through what I went through so a lot of times when things are happening we don't talk to our children we just assume or you know and and let's just be honest in the black community we have this thing what goes on in my household stays in my household right so that is like how can I almost want to say that's like a den- demonic saying, because your children can actually save your life if they're able to say something. But if you drill that in your child. What happens when that one time that they could have said something could have saved your life, you know? Right. <clears throat> so. So. So my question to you, because you are a male and you advocate, you know, for um, domestic violence. So my question to you, have you ever been in a domestic violence situation?
1: Um, I myself have never been in a domestic violence relationship. I come from a two parent family. Uh, Both of my parents were married for 30 some odd years. Um, So I never saw any fighting. I never saw any uh, fussing. I never saw any abuse that went on. Um I have uh three older sisters. Um two of them married. Um I never saw any fighting or any abuse going on in their relationships. Um and but I I like I said I, I just because I never saw it um I doesn't mean I I wasn't experienced to it. Um I don't like to tell people, uh, you know, this because they look at me kind of funny or they, you know, give me a side eye about it. But I've been I've been married four times. Um, and every okay. every one of those marriages that I've been, they they've had abuse previously in that relationship. And I can tell you that the downfall of the three of those relationships were because of, of abuse, not from me, but from previously
0: prior. Mm hmm. So it kind of lingers over until they actually
1: deal with it. Well, I mean, it does. I mean, when I say a toxic relationship, it is truly a toxic relationship because it poisons mm-hmm. every other relationship that you have. Yeah. And it, it it creates it cr- creates, you know, trust. And the reason why I got into this is because 90 percent of abusers look like me. Right. Now, I, I told you I had three sisters. I also have three daughters. I couldn't see me, you know, in a world where I didn't, you know, educate and bring awareness to something that's going on in our community, you know, especially with, you know, my daughters. I couldn't see them being in a, a domestic violence relationship. I, can't, I couldn't see them, you know, going through some of the things that I read about in the cases that I got for my, my task force. I couldn't see them, you know, come to me, you know, telling, telling me that their, you know, boyfriend or husband was abusing them. So.
0: Right. What am I to do? And you like just really you just really hit on my next question, because my next question was gonna af- I was going to ask you was what struck you to um, become more active in the community when it came to domestic violence? Well, that that is that is one of the reasons
1: why I, uh, I became more active in the community, because like I said, I have three daughters. Uh, having right. a daughter changes your life. <laughs> I, I think, it does. It changes your whole perspective as a man. As a man and just looking at everything because you, you look at everything in the community as, you know, something that could affect, you know, your child. So I'm a father. I'm a father of uh, three daughters and two boys. Now, I have my boys um, in check. I have them on you know, on the same kind of, you know, mindset that I am, protector and provider.
0: Awesome. But,
1: you know, here's my daughters that I have to protect. Right. So I see everything, I see everything as as a threat. I mean, the grocery man, (laughs) I mean, the mailman, I mean, everything is just like, who's this? OK, I need your background. I need I need to know more about you as a person. Exactly. So it's just like you, like I said, 90 percent of, you know, pe- people that look like me are abusers. So I couldn't have that at high rate and not make my girls aware of the potential danger.
0: So let me ask you this. Do you talk to your daughters about um about what abusers seek, you know, to try to educate them and make them aware?
1: Oh, in my book. In my book, I have two chapters. Uh I have two chapters dedicated to that. I have a chapter, uh, two chapters dedicated to narcissists and techniques that uh uh they use. Um I, right. I uh I took when I started writing my book, my daughters were aware of me writing it. Um my book launched, my daughters were there. So they heard, you know, me talking about domestic violence and they heard, you know, one of my best friends' story. Um her story is that uh, one, before I even had um, this book written, I used to do, I did a, uh, uh, a speaking engagement at the first annual The Best of Violence Tax Force uh, Conference. That night that night okay. that I was uh, uh, writing my speech, she usually proofreads my speech and reads it to me, tell me what's everything that's wrong with it. That night that I was writing that speech, she called me uh, in a uh, state of panic. Because her boyfriend was abusing her. Mm. She lived in a, she lived in Wilson, and I stayed here in Durham. I asked, I drove. I had to drive almost an hour, about an hour, to help her. Right. And then the next morning, I have to, I had to give a speech about domestic violence.
0: Jeez. So they heard
1: they heard her give her 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 story how that, you know, domestic violence affected her, not just that night, but also when she was earlier, when she was in college, how she dated a man, the man abused her for about five years, you know, took her money, took her car, never paid any child support, never did anything for a child, you know, just, just a miserable kind of person.
0: Wow. Wow. So it's awesome, and I say to anyone, um, make your children aware of what is out in the community. And a lot of times we don't want to tell our children, but it's best that we sit down and talk to our children because the streets is not going to give it to them real. They're going to paint this picture and make it picture perfect. But as parents, if we actually sit down and talk to them, make them aware So they can know the signs, you know, they don't fall for the manipulation. And as a,
1: as a parent, you want to make sure that your child has the best exposure. We'll make sure that they're exposed to the right things, the best things. And I know as parents, we can't do, you know, create a perfect life for them, but we do want to make them aware of, you know, danger. You know, in my book, I talk about, you know, back in the day, we used to, we used to have the saying, strange danger. That was for, you know, pedophiles. Right. an abuser is a is a predator it is he's, he's a predator he's he's gonna prey on you know you know not just vulnerable women um, not just people just in bad situations he's gonna find you know he's sometimes they're gonna pick the person that's in the best situation and just prey on your and pray mm-hmm. on your insecurities and your self esteem
0: exactly because a predator is a manipulator they have watched you and studied you up and down they probably know you a little better than you know yourself because they're always watching you right and they got to find a way to get you know to get in those areas that you don't have that wall built up on
1: right if you don't have if you don't have a good foundation and sometimes sometimes a good foundation just isn't enough but some, sometimes if you're not if you don't have a good foundation like like I said, my parents I, ca- I came from a two-parent family, you know, and my sisters you know like i said i had I had you know uh uh good good ex- examples of relationships from my parents and my sisters so it you know for me, it was just like I had that good foundation, but for someone else that has yeah. you know someone else that's a child of abuse that's seen a domestic violence relationship. They're just they're easy. They're, I'm not going to say easy. Pray, but they're just pray.
0: Exactly. So let me ask you this, because I know you have referenced your book several times and we know that you are author. And I am so like, I just need you to tell the people again. What is the name of your book? It is called uh,
1: the name of my book is called the, the Ripple Effect, The Lasting Effects of Domestic Violence.
0: Okay. And how can they purchase your
1: book? Um, you can go on Amazon um and purchase it there. Um, you can go through my website, um, see Dwayne Hennett. Um, you can find me on Facebook at C Dwayne Hennett Facebook, and you can also find me on Instagram too as well.
0: Um, awesome, awesome. We want to thank you so much for taking the time to express and educate on domestic violence. Um, child abuse and you know just making our people aware of what to look for and we just thank you thank you thank you sorry we had such technical difficulties but hey we still able to get the word to the people so is there anything that you want to say to our viewers I do,
1: um,
0: or I, do. I
1: do I, I want to say thank you guys for you know making this happen I really do appreciate it um, I'll see you um, in October Um, At your event. And for anyone else, um, I also do other workshops. Um, I have, uh, because of the coronavirus, um, I I had a workshop that was for homelessness and domestic violence, uh, the two that linked each other, um, because there there is a correlation between homelessness and domestic violence financial abuse. it is. Um, so I do workshops as well. Um, I have several other workshops in the works too. I have a faith-based um, workshop because um, that's, that's something that's not talked about in the church, um, domestic violence. Um, yes. I have a, uh, um, an event coming up in um, August the 15th. Um, it's a back to school um, event. Um, but we also talk about domestic violence too, in that too, as well um and you can just book me um or see me on regular speaking engagements as well if you want to get in contact with me you can reach me on my um facebook my website or my instagram um i always you know i'm very you know humble to talk about domestic violence because me being an advocate um i see it's needed in our community and i want to make a change i want to make a change Mm -hmm. in our community and i think we all need to be the change that we can see
0: yes awesome 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 again guys this is um, Bernita Howard my guest tonight was C. Dwayne Hennett you guys go out and purchase his book well you don't even have to leave it will be a great book during this time during the pandemic all you have to do is click on Amazon and order the book you can also go to his website and we thank you so much Mr. Hennett for joining us tonight and for you you and you Once you listen to this, stay tuned, listen, share, be educated, mindful, and aware. Thank you so much for joining us. You guys be blessed.
1: Bye-bye.